0: good everybody uh good morning good afternoon and good evening wherever you may find yourself as you hear this uh this is a one and you're welcome to another episode of it's a black and white thing we are back ladies and gentlemen back in the building like we got the old gang together like this is a family reunion up in this joint right we are in the mmp studios like it's been a long time since you heard that name because um the owner of mmp studios got hollywood on us, literally. Um, and uh, went to the left coast for a little bit, uh, but he's back with us now. So a uh, shout-out to the homie Trent for hosting us. Um, a little bit of that – well, you know, we'll get into that in just a second. Um, with me always is the other half. Um, speaking of Hollywood, uh, the other half of this duo is the homie A-World. What's, What's up, good, man?
1: Good, 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 y'all. Mr. God is good all the time in the building. Uh, address me correctly. Got Hashtags. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's great to be back, man. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to be wanted again. Um and to be cared about uh amongst your peers. And uh it's it's good to be back. So I appreciate it, man.
0: Yeah. So um you can catch you can listen to the show this sh- this episode and all of the previous episodes um at soundcloud.com slash a one the L P. That's all letters. So it's soundcloud.com slash the letter A. The word one, the word the and LP all together, smash it all together, check it out. You can check me out at twitter.com slash a1thelp, again, all letters, facebook.com slash a1thelp if you want to respond to anything on the show uh, that you heard. Um, that opening intro, if you will, was just a little taste of the instrumental of, again, we talk about going Hollywood, Um little taste of the instrumental from the Kansas City cipher from the higher art group, the Christian Wu-Tang Clan. Um <laughs> uh, that Award is a part of that's been blowing up, it's been yep. shared all over uh social media, yep, been on yep. Rapzilla, Christian Hip Hop Today, other uh Christian outlets. Um you can go and get that. Yes, please do. Yep, you can go and cop that at, at Google and the Google yeah. Play. I'm not a Google guy, so hopefully I got that right. Yep, Google Play. ITunes. You can get that at iTunes um for ninety nine cents, right? Yep. Yep. Ninety nine cents, all the proceeds. Go to Dre Taylor.
1: Yeah, Dre Taylor uh-huh. with the Nile Valley Aquaponics uh project that he's working on right now. So yeah, definitely support that. Um like I said, you know, it's ninety nine cents. Uh I mean I I can tell you how many times I go to the vending machine every day at work and slide my debit card for a dollar and fifteen cents. So it's going to a good cause. So we'd appreciate it if you guys would just reach out, buy buy a copy.
0: Yep, buy a copy, gift a copy, it's only ninety-nine cent. Like you're not really losing anything on that. So, and like you said, it goes towards towards a good cause. For those who don't know what aquaponics is, I'm gonna try my best to describe this. I am not the homie sauce who <laughs> kinda hip hit, hit hipped everybody to what Drake Taylor was doing, but he is working on an organic garden um in a food desert in Kansas City. So right. what they if you don't know what a food desert is, a food desert is a place where there are no grocery stores within a certain mile radius. And so he's gonna be he's growing this garden to provide healthy food. For the people in that community so again free, for free yep. yeah so again you know if you tell a friend to tell a friend and go cop that joint um i'm pretty sure you can reach out to the homie sauce or if you reach out to one of us we can link you up with sauce and if you want to donate more than just 99 yes. cents like i'm pretty sure they're not turning down anything that they could take on that so good people um but yo but now that we got that out of the way shout out to again to the all the people involved with higher art kc yes sir um a lot has happened. So our last recorded episode was August. Uh, we wow. did a fantasy football, August of 2015.
1: That's true. Jeez.
0: We did a fantasy football NFL uh, preview with some of the homies. Um, at the time, we were about a month away. You were dipping your toe into the Battle Rap Arena. Right, right. Um, you were about a month away from your first um, event. Against Charlie now, Atlas.
1: That last episode was that whenever you told me that you were going to take Arian Foster. Yes,
0: yes, that is when uh, I said that I was going to take Arian Foster, and then, in the draft, and then in the draft, the next day we had already done one draft, In the draft the next day he stole my I strategy. Took Arian Foster. Yeah, <laughs> but by the way, you know we didn't. We, we since we haven't had an episode since then. I am now a four-time fantasy champion. Uh, four-time, four-time. Um, as <laughs> even though Award stole my strategy, yes, I won that league. So you know all the homies that he I've did. been in, I've been in groups with have been ragging on me because they said you know I hadn't won a fantasy league against real competition. Well, I stepped into a, a league with real competition, so called, and I have come away victorious. So I might hit up LoMax to come up with a video. Uh, we get like a
1: we need to like try to get a clap track where we can kind of you know. Do a little clap thing behind the words <laughs> for you. We'll get you a clap track. Uh, you know, you know,
0: that's so. Now nah, I actually, before the league starts, uh I'm going to have Lomax work on a video with me. Oh, champions! A uh, champions. yep, uh, yep, yep. Okay. Probably going to get Ric Flair's music.
1: Ooh. You know what I'm saying?
0: time, time, full
1: time.
0: Fantasy champion of Woo. the world. You know what I'm saying? So so to, 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 to put some respect on my name, put some, put some respect on it, you know what I'm saying? But. But, nah, but it's been a long time, and like I said, you yep. were a month away from getting to your first battle, yeah. and um, yeah, you blew man. up. You know what I'm saying? Hey. You
1: you blew up. You yep. were like, like – I My palms were sweaty, blew. my knees weak, my arms <laughs> were – My mom's wow. spaghetti. No. The white guy quoting Eminem. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah, That's wild, man, that it was so long ago. But, um, yeah, you know, as we were approaching the battle, um, you know, we went into it uh, <laughs> humbly with uh, – um, don't um, be humble, bro. I was. No, I was being be humble, humble at first, man. And, uh, Notice and yeah, said it so first. since then, um, you can check me out. Uh, A Ward, a period, W A R D, versus Charlie Atlas was that first battle, September 20th. Uh, it caught fire. Um, Rapzilla shared it. A few other outlets shared it. Um, and, uh, you know, in some instances in basketball, um, you know, you might be on Slam Magazine, and you might be the one being posterized, but you can say, like, hey, at least I'm on the front cover of Slam Magazine. Right. I feel like that maybe Charlie Atlas feels like that, you know? I feel like he's he's got this, you know, like, hey, you know, we got 80,000 views. I might be getting posterized, but at least I'm on, you know, the cover of Slam Magazine. So, um, <laughs> that's just, uh, I mean, I said we were going into it humble. I didn't say we came out of it humble. So. Yo, so, no, um, um <laughs> yeah. so yeah, you know, close to <laughs> 80,000 views on the first YouTube video. Um, and then since then, um, here in two weeks, I will have my sixth battle. So it's crazy, time flies. So I've done a few in between. I battled F Mag in a one rounder, talked about his nose ring and his wife left. I battled 501 Blue, who is a known, um, Crip gang member. And I told him that he was scared to stand in front of a red box. I did a two-on-two with um, my homie Milk Drop, who dropped the milk, um, and then I also did uh, a ten-hour notice battle against Dakota Hussein. And so, you know, we've been co- <laughs> we've been cooking, we've been we've been riding the wave, and then we moved into the higher art stuff, and now here we are. So,
0: <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, like them cats going like all drop collectively just drop a dish track. a dish track, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they gonna they gonna um yeah yeah
1: but um but yeah now so, that's the homie milk drop, and he'll tell you the same thing so that's the only reason why i said that because he's still a homie he'll tell you the same thing so but no uh yeah yeah it's been a wild ride man it's been a wild ride and then we got saint mike from smack coming here in 10 days who is a monster with the pen i know you guys have both checked out his videos and um he will literally put a fear of god in you so they say that Aaron, uh, they say that A-Ward hasn't stood in front of a killer yet. So, that's what we're going to do. So, he's coming from Nebraska.
0: Yeah, so, and you're right, you're right. We have um have peeped some videos of St. Mike uh, watches join against Anubis, watches join against Chess, Um and do is the truth. So, if you're in the Kansas City area,
1: uh July 2nd, right? Yes, July 2nd. So, it's the Saturday before 4th of July. Um, it is in Westport down across from the riot room at a place called the Loop KC, which is a retro clothing store. If you're not, excuse me, a retro clothing store, even if, if you don't want to come to the battle, come to the clothing store itself. And, um, it's got some awesome stuff as far as uh, um, uh, clothing wise. And it is a local business. I actually saw quite a few like old school Notre Dame stuff in there the other day. Yeah, like they had yep. an old school Notre Dame hat, they had a bunch of different things um just a really cool area so it'll be there uh, July 2nd um you can get tickets from me if you hear this in time $10 at the door i think it's $12 um but yeah it'll be packed it will yes. be packed so my yes. older brother's making his debut as well so he's going to be on the card um and just it's seven battles all quality so yeah shout out to the connects mm-hmm, shout out yep. to the connects Chapo Jarvis. Art Jarvis <coughs> um for for putting on quality uh battles, getting them out in quality amount of time, I think that's one big thing in a battle rap these days. Is like you hear about battles and then you don't see them for six months, um, but you know they really work hard to make sure that the buzz is and the momentum is continually you know utilized. So shout out to them. Yeah,
0: dope, dope. So again, July second is going down. I'm telling you, um, you don't want to miss it, man. Yeah, like like war like I never forget. So we were headed to watch North Carolina. This is before the F Mag joint. Um, we were headed to watch North Carolina play against K-State yep. um, at the Coach's yeah, uh, College Basketball band. Classic yep. at, at uh, Sprint Center. And I remember him. He spit like maybe around, round, may, maybe, well, I guess it was one round, but you spit maybe about half the bars yeah. for that. And what was crazy was I remember thinking like how dope it was, but then when I actually got into the battle and you get into the energy of the room, um, the people, and then you see the performance happen live and it's just like, yo, like it was dope, but somehow it was even more doper than when he spit it in a car. Um, So if you, again, if you have seen him on the video from, from, uh, gosh, what's the name of the group? Casey, High Art Casey. Um, If you've seen him at, he was at One Mic last night with the guys doing it, formerly known as Soul Sessions. Yeah, formerly known as Soul Sessions. Formerly known as Soul Sessions. Um, If you've seen him do that, seen him spit before, trust me, this battle rap thing, you know, it is a different world. I personally could not do it. Because I would be um, <laughs> ready to, to scrap. Um, I'd be ready to fight. It's not. It's not. It's not what's up, so, right? So, um,
1: so, they ask me that, like, "How do you hold your composure in those s- situations?" And I say, "Well, luckily, so far, I've been winning each time, so it's a lot easier to continue to hold your composure when you feel like you're winning." So you kind of like the Golden State Warriors, That's right? Like- so the minute that that pressure is put on, like, I don't know how I'm going to act, if I'm going to throw my mouthpiece at a fan or what. <laughs> so
0: Right, right, right. <coughs>
1: so, yeah. Dope,
0: dope. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Right, so um, new segment we're adding to the show, uh, new segment that we're doing, um, or at least that I know I'm doing for sure. I don't know if a has anything he wants mm-hmm. to share, but it's uh, called What I've Learned This Week. So, you know, whenever we do the show, I'll be kind of focusing on social media, things that I see around about. Um, in society and kind of providing a brief commentary on what I see. Um, so I learned three things this week. Three things this week are from the past week because we were trying to get together last week, but our schedules didn't sync up. Uh, first, what happened in Orlando, first prayers go out to yep. the, the people in Orlando, um, not only with the shooting uh, that happened at the at the uh, nightclub in Pulse, which is in downtown Disney, which is crazy because me, we me and my wife were just down there on our 10-year anniversary. Um wow. like uh, about three weeks ago. Or no, a little bit over a month ago. A little bit over a month ago. We were just down there. Um and to the family that had lost their son with the with the alligator um and him being snatched. But so we are Christians. Um, you know, we make no bones about that. I haven't been silent about that. Some of us more than others, yep. as I can see <laughs> one person kinda did that. <laughs> um no names. Um <laughs> but but, you know, when these things happen, like tragedies or or things that happen where Christians feel the need to respond via social media, um, we tend to kind of go off the rails a little bit. So I've seen everything from this is God's judgment on these people, on this group of people, um, to um, responses about the black community from certain black Christians and things like that, and just things that kind of make me cringe as a Christian when I see them. And so my, what I've learned this week is that, As believers, as Christians, man, we really have to stop and think when these types of things happen. We can't be so concerned about in that moment about presenting a gospel message or of, you know, having a commentary that may offend. Um, To me, in that time, it's a time and people may hear this and disagree with me. It's a time to uh, weep with those who weep, to present a shoulder, to cry on an ear to listen and to just serve. Um, and in that moment, maybe God opens a door for you to right. share the share the gospel or to share a word of scripture with them. But whether they're heterosexual in sin, homosexual in sin, whatever it may be, right, uh, we need to be there to to listen, to pray, and not necessarily comment on what we think is right or wrong, right. In those
1: instances. <laughs> so, um, again, you don't have to chime in; it's up to you. But no, no, yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely think that you know uh, we get away from the fact that you know we're commissioned to love and 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 what that love looks like is not necessarily going out there and using social media as your your platform to have your opinion about everything else that has to do with all the other facets of the of the situation rather than the fact that there were a lot of humans that were you know murdered and there are a lot of families that are grieving and when it comes to the definition of love you know regardless of of their choice of um sexual preference or their ethnicity color creed, you know um you know, w- w- like I said, we're commissioned to do that, and that should be the first response. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. And when Christians begin to lose sight of that, just like in any situation, <coughs> the, the the large group gets gets judged or uh, according to you know those those small group of people, and it really does more damage than anything. So, um, but yeah, prayers are definitely going out for that city, for those people, and for those. Yes, sir. Um,
0: definitely, definitely. The second thing that I learned in this past week: Kanye is going on tour. <laughs> yo so I'm a Kanye stan um, he is my favorite artist him and Drake kind of flip flop from time to time depending on how I feel but I would say I'm probably more of a Kanye stan than I am a Drake stan um, so he's going on tour bad news no Kansas City stop Um, me and Dre the homie Dre uh, formerly known as Dre Sr. Sure, went to great. the Yeezus tour uh, when he came to town and Dre was not a Yeezus fan when he went into the tour after that concert he became a Yeezus fan it was the dopest show I've ever been to, like creativity on a $100,000 like to quote him from Swagger Like Us. So bad news, no KC show, good news. Um, she's coming to Chicago, Minneapolis. I got family in Austin. He's going to be in Austin. But I think me and the homie Dre might link up in September and go to see him in
1: Dallas. That would be um, nice.
0: Yeah, man. Like,
1: Not a bad trip, actually. I just did that a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, so, so you know, anybody want to roll Dallas at September 22nd, you know, holler at us. We can road trip down there to go see what I promise will be one of the dopest shows you will ever see. I promise you. I'm not going to guarantee your money back, but I promise you it's going to be the one of the dopest shows you'll see. So, um, last, last thing I want to add is what I've learned this week is that our society does not value women like we should. What do I mean by that? So um, a couple of weeks ago there was a story about a young man from Stanford who raped a woman who was – she was really drunk. She was unconscious. He raped her behind a dumpster, I believe. Um, he was sentenced to six months probation in part because the judge said he didn't want to ruin this young man's life. Um, his, de- his father came out and in the statement said that he didn't feel like his son's life should be ruined because of 20 minutes of action. And that is a direct quote. Like, I'm not paraphrasing, like, that's a direct quote. Ignorant. Um, you look at what happened with Baylor and Art Browse. We're going to talk about that. But they settled up with him and gave him a settlement said, be on your way. Look at the fact that they are keeping on their staff in that situation. And when these things happen, especially from a football standpoint on college campuses, you have the Baylor situation. You have the Tennessee situation uh, with the young man who claimed he left because he was harassed because he helped a rape victim. You have Jameis
1: Winston. You have Vanderbilt. Even, I think Vander, the guy from Vanderbilt was just convicted this past week. Yeah, um,
0: And even my school, like Notre Dame, um, Prince Shimbo was accused of raping a woman. He says it was consensual that young woman – went on to commit suicide, and there was even you know, some claims of that the school did not handle it correctly. And so when these things happen, we so often, especially in the big-time sports, football, basketball, on college campuses, we label it as a college problem. Right. A, um, not college problem, but a football problem or a basketball problem when it's more than that. Um, it's a societal problem, but on college campuses, it is a huge problem. It's not just a sports problem. Um, people will hear this and say, you're a feminist. Uh, I'm not a feminist, uh, not at all. Um, I'm not going to get into that that whole argument, um, because that can go that can go a lot of ways. But I'm not a feminist, but I do believe that men need to understand, um, that a woman's body is not yours; it does not belong to you. You cannot do with it what you want. Um, colleges, as a whole, I mean, the Baylor thing was crazy, in the fact that they reported no rapes right on their campus through Title IX. Um, that as a society, we need to do a better job of making sure that women are. Feel and are protected on college campuses that they don't, uh, that they aren't afraid um, to go out. That some idiot that they know or that they have no relationship with is going to grab them. So we just, as again, as a society, man, we just need to do better, man. Like, like when I read that quote from the father, I was blown away um, that you could be that callous.
1: And then the judgment in itself is just going to show that the repercussions are obviously not going to scare anybody from doing it again. Um, which which is sad, um, but yeah, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree.
0: Yeah, so you can hit us up. Um, hit me up, Facebook.com/a1theLP, Twitter.com/a1theLP. Uh, Let me know. Is there anything you've learned that you found of interest? We might discuss it on the show.
1: Um, you got anything? Well, I mean, I have learned something in regards to females as well this week. Um, that nobody watches WNBA basketball. So that's that's a that's I mean it's true because this yeah. week um. Glory Johnson uh, played against Brittany Griner um, this past week for the first time Ooh, since their divorce, since the divorce their domestic yeah. abuse case because Glory Johnson had to sit out seven games um, this year. Um, and, uh, and and there's just so many things that were going on in this situation. And I think to myself, like, if even if there were, like, one with like, a, with, like, a men's basketball team, like, all the media would have been talking about it all week. Oh, Tom Brady's on his way back from this or something like that. But here we have Glory Johnson, Brittany Griner, who were married. Glory Johnson went and got pregnant with twins. They got a divorce. Um, there's a big issue. There was a domestic abuse case where Glory Johnson got charged for beating up Brittany Gleiner, Griner, which is ridiculous to me because she's, what, six foot something. Yeah, she's. <laughs> uh, I think she's almost yeah. seven feet. Now they play, on different, they play on different teams, and they just played each other this week. Um, Glory Johnson hit a jump shot to send it to overtime and they ended up winning, but... That's neither here nor there. The fact is, is that nobody cares or watches WNBA basketball. You know
0: what? And as starved as I am now that, like, I'm a Cubs fan, first and foremost, although I do root for the Royals. um, But now that the NBA has ended, like, I feel like there's a little bit of a drought. The season is so long in baseball, I feel like. I mean, you look at just how the Royals have performed. Winning streak, long losing streak, winning streak again. Like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's. Like I said, I, I need to fill that void. And actually, what's going to get me to watch is my girl Diana Taurasi is back. She took off yep. last year to play in Russia. She's back this year. Also, what's going to get me to watch is I just found out that Candace Parker is not on the Olympic team. Oh wow, I didn't
1: know that. Yeah, I
0: did not know that. Yeah, like Candace Parker is not on the Olympic team. I kind of went through the squad, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to get not going to get too deep into it. But there's a young lady, Brianna Stewart, who. Uh, won four straight championships at UConn. Yep. Um, she's the youngest person on the squad. I'm like, yo, Candace Parker should be there instead Come of Brianna. On. Brianna Stewart can ball. Don't right. get me wrong, but Candace Parker, she's, I believe she's 30 this year. She only has so long to, to play in the Olympics. She should be there over over uh, Brianna, but, you know, who's only 21, who has lots of years left to play right. in the Olympics. But that's that's what I need to watch,
1: and I'm pretty sure I read an article yesterday that said the LA Sparks are undefeated right now and like number one. So yeah, uh, I
0: heard some teams were on a on a huge uh, yeah couple of couple of teams want to win. Yeah, team. so I think the the two undefeated
1: teams were playing each other yesterday or something. But that's neither here nor there. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh,
0: yeah. So so listen, man. If y'all out there, I understand it's not it's not men's basketball. And we think that maybe the play isn't as good or is a little bit it's it's, it's sloppy. It's sports. Um, these women can ball, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you. If you get you let me come to your church league with Candice Dupre uh Candace Dupree, Diana Tarazi, Maya Moore, Tina Charles. Let me just see. And oh gosh, she just got engaged. Oh gosh. Your girl from Notre Dame, Skylar Diggins. Yeah. Skylar Diggins, you let me come with those four to your church league, we will wreck Whoa.
1: shot. You hear me? <laughs> Do you hear me? We will wreck shot. What's the other girl from Baylor though? Uh the little short girl. Is Epiphany? Is it Epiphany Prince? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, is that her name? I think it's. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Now I gotta Google it. <laughs> now I think it's
0: Epiphany Prince. Yeah. Baylor. She can ball too. Golly. Yo, like yeah. we are. We are. Bre- no other podcast you know will be nope. breaking down the WNBA <laughs>
1: like we will. This is very true.
2: <laughs> From now on, all WNBA talk is forbidden in this recorder. Nah, you gotta chill. <laughs> talk about. Whatever else you want to. You got it. Jesus. Hold up. Tell her to be whatever you want, you want to. Not the WNBA. Nah, hold up. We you talking talk about chill. cricket.
0: Hold up. I'm trying to find. No, Epiphany Prince went to Rutgers. She didn't go to Baylor.
2: Speaking of random sport, y'all see that uh, uh, Facebook video with that black rugby player who, like, dumb fast? Like they d- Tyrone. They called him Tyrone. Yeah, It like, like, was like, why did they let Tyron like,
0: Johnson play football,
2: play, he play rugby? He looks like O.J. from Roots so when he was just running th- through the field for no reason. He's like dumb fast for no reason. All right, I'm done. Yes, I have seen that video. But that dude Hilarious. is a
0: beast, though. Like, he was not – anyway. But anyway, we'll find out who the who the Baylor player is. Who well, I know he's talking about, but I can't think of her yeah, name. Yeah, I can't think of her name anyway. But, yeah, that's what I
1: learned this week. Uh, when it comes to women's basketball, nobody cares. Um <laughs> – we got the college baseball World Series. We had softball that just ended where Oklahoma won. Um, there's just a lot of things nobody cares about. Um, you
0: know what? You got me onto something. You know what? We we're going to corner the market on WNBA coverage.
1: We're, gonna cover th- we're going to cover it. I'm down. I mean, I'm the from Tennessee. Market. Like, I already, I already yeah. watched women's basketball. You know basketball what though? I did wonder.
0: I did wonder. Like, this is a huge rabbit trail. But I did wonder if, if uh, there was some hate from Gina Ariema.
1: Oh, I can't stand Gina Arrieta. And, not and I don't selecting. like any of the people that you no, just, <laughs> just not ran off He He has
0: uh, Tamika Catchings on the squad. Yeah. Who, she's 36. This is her last season. I didn't yep, know that. Yep, Um, But I was like, yo, because it's a lot of UConn. I mean, Sue Bird. Yeah, there's uh, a lot. Yeah, Maya Sue Bird's Moore, older than Candace Parker. Yep. Maya Moore is on the squad. Tina Charles is on the squad. Um,
1: so, yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, man. Gino, Gino, Gino. <laughs> but, yo, but that might
0: be our niche. Like, we're going to cover the WNBA like nobody's business. Yep. So tune in here, black and white thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got we got you covered for all your WNBA action, despite what the homie Trent right.
1: says. Shout out to Schuyler. Yeah, he's
0: he, he's a sexist. That's all it is, sexist. <laughs> but, yo, but anyway, man, so um, we're going to get into it this week. Obviously, the big thing, the big topic that we're going to discuss, we're going to break down the NBA finals. Yes that just concluded on Sunday night, on Father's Day. Like, First of all, let me offer praise and thanks to our Heavenly Father for mm-hmm. gifting me with a beautiful Game 7 Indeed. and all the fathers across the country mm-hmm. with a great game. Um, so I thank you, Lord, for that because that was much needed. Although, shout-out to my wife who got me the Steph Currys and not the dad Currys either, but the fire joints. Just like the, the, okay. Cool, cool. Not yeah, the sketchers. Not the sketchers. Although the... they're not a bad looking shoe. I think the angle was bad. Yeah. But when she got the box nah, the angle was bad, Trent. <laughs> you tripping. The angle was bad. I've seen other <laughs> angles on them that weren't that bad. And the other colorways are dope in that shoe. Just the all white joint colorways are just not, yeah, not that yeah. dope. But when she when I got the, when I saw the box, I cracked up because I thought she I was like, You got me the dad Curry's? <laughs> I was like, yo, like I'm gonna be the man when I go to church today. But um, but nah, she got me the it's the um it's the high top joints. It's the black and uh or black and gold joints to match their colors. Like he had them on in the game. Yeah. Joints are fire. That's what's uh, up. also man. got the book. That's all something else I learned. Like if you go pick up a book by Kent Babb on Allen Iverson, not a game, mm. dude came from like his background is crazy. Mm. And you kind of get a glimpse into mm. the person he becomes. So yeah. but um but yeah, so but game seven, it was incredible. Great game. Um the series was meh. Right, yeah. yeah I the agree. Series overall was not one of the great series that you remember in NBA history, but Game Seven was amazing. Um, yo, so w so the homie Trent just hit hit us up WNBA coverage,
1: baby. Oh yeah, there we go. The Lynx beat the Sparks. I think they're the ones. Oh, that's probably what undefeated. it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The yeah. Dallas
0: of uh, Chicago Sky mm-hmm. is leading. The, I think this is the Stars. I don't know who this is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and the Phoenix Mercury are leading the wing. That's the Dallas Wings. They used to be in Tulsa. Yeah. So the Dallas Wings are up on the Phoenix used Mercury to 82 to 73. Center. Yep. And, oh, San Antonio. That's where the Stars are. So the Sky lead the Stars in the fourth quarter. Thank you, Trent. We will update you on the nines with our WNBA coverage as we corner the market. Um, next week, we're going to have two segments <laughs> with Candace Dupree from the Phoenix Mercury. <laughs> yes. as We break down. Uh, they actually having a slow start right now. I have been looking at the record, so man,
1: wow! Well, it Looks like that game was tied going into the fourth quarter too. So the Lynx are now thirteen and zero, and the Sparks are eleven and one. So yes, people, get on board, baby. Let's go. We got next yep. WNBA. <laughs> I had to actually request to get a tab for the WNBA on my ESPN app, though. So they don't come. <laughs> it doesn't come standard on there. I had to send him an email real quick. <laughs> like we just lost every
0: listener in the world. We just went from, from the finals back to WNBA. Yeah, <laughs> stick with us, All folks. Right, back it gets it. better. It gets
1: yes. better. yeah. A, a decent a decent series. I mean, just a lot of people say, oh, because it we went seven games, it was a great series. I think it was decent. Um, you know, it's cool to see uh, LeBron come back from a three-one deficit game. Five or six? Five was 40s when they both scored 40? Yeah, game five was Kyrie and LeBron both scored just, 40. Uh, I mean, the game itself was just awesome to see that. Um, game six, LeBron went for 40 yeah. again. You never really got Curry the whole series. I You never really got that flash of brilliance from Curry. I think it was game six or game five that Clay Thompson went nuts um, six for eight three pointers in the first half, or something like that. Yeah, I think their last win,
0: maybe uh, game four, is when Curry really was the one where he really shined. Yeah, some of his other games, he got to thirty, he got close to thirty yeah. or to thirty points, but it wasn't yeah, as games, impressive. Yeah,
1: the the last one, game four, I think he had thirty eight uh, or something like that.
0: But yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been going back and forth with people. Um, first of all, I'm not a LeBron James fan. Let me just. Let me just start by saying that I'm not a LeBron James fan. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, so I hate LeBron James mm-hmm. because he's in the one, he's in the same conference, also the same division. Mm-hmm. However, I've been going back and forth with LBJ haters um, to say, look, I understand that in sports when you dislike somebody, when you're not a fan of someone, that you ref- that you begrudgingly give them props. But after what he did, especially in games five, six, and seven, um averaging thirty-six, eleven, and nine, three blocks, three steals a game. Um, it's time to give the man his price. Right, right. Like it's crazy how this is his third championship, but this was a career defining championship.
1: Yeah, I think I think basically his performance, um everybody always said, Well, he didn't have that clutch gene. He didn't have that Kobe, that fourth that fourth quarter, that, you know, locked-in, him away type mentality has been the big thing. And, you know, people talk about his jump shot and how he's a little bit too passive. And I think that not only, like, one game did he do that, but those last three games, like, the dude was locked in in every facet of the ball game. I mean, if you just think about the blocks that he had in game six and game seven, it's like those, you know, those plays right there are, like, game-changing plays, you know. And it's just – I think that it rubbed off, too – I think it rubbed off on his on his uh, teammates, and I think Kyrie, you know, with his, I mean, my goodness, that dude just came. I mean, I won't say he came out of nowhere because we know he had the ability to do that, but um, I think that he just lit a fire under Kyrie and the rest of the team, and, yeah, it just showed, man. He closed that, that series out remarkably. So I want to go back to game seven. The block first will start there.
0: One, shout out to J.R. Smith because if J.R. Smith doesn't make the play, if he doesn't contest and make Iggy double clutch it, um, LeBron is either going to goaltend tender or it's going to be a layup. Um, and it's ninety-one eighty-nine. So shout out to him for making that play because I haven't seen a lot of people give him credit for that. Um, but I need a sports science, like a oh, full 30-minute yeah. segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think they've done something on it because I think they said that they measured LeBron running at 19 miles an hour to chase him down. Um, but I just need a sports science breakdown on – how you know the angle that Curry threw the ball and what speed and right. what you know it 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 was the rate of this to this. Yes. I just need John Brinkus to break it all the way down because that play, that sequence was so amazing. The fact that LeBron almost hit his head on the backboard, uh blocking that shot. Um wait, is Trent, Trent. what do you what you got? Yeah, he just wants
1: to get get off on a tangent. <laughs> Yeah, that's
0: a tangent we can't get on. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway. Um, but, you know, just his, his play in that game, his play in those last three games. So let me ask you this. Do you think that Le- – not LeBron – that Draymond calling him the, yeah. a female dog and the subsequent Klay Thompson saying, I guess we hurt his feelings. Yeah. And then uh, Mo Spates putting the baby bottle – next to a picture of him do you think that motivated him cuz i've seen a lot of back and forth about whether that motivated him to play the way he did in the last three games
1: um i think i mean yeah i think so i mean you don't poke a bear in a sense i mean you, it's still a bear he he still he still was going to be lebron james but i think that there you know there's a little bit of extra effort i mean you don't see him look at curry like he did after blocking that shot with that kind of like like that just meanness, you know, I think it just made him express his meanness a little bit more on the court in regards to some of the plays that he made Um, as in, okay, you know, I'm the bully here. I don't know what you guys think that you're going to be, you know, do. And then he, I think he showed it in, in, in his, in his performance as well. So I think that, yeah, I think, I think it motivated him, you know, I don't think he was not motivated, but in in the first three games, I just think that, um, I mean, we, I mean, Here's the thing is, you know, they won two games at Golden State. They beat Golden State three times in a row. Golden State hadn't lost three games in a row since 2013. Crazy. They beat them on their home court twice, in closeout games twice. And LeBron James averaged 30. He he averaged the most points, rebounds, blocks, steals, and assists for anybody on both teams the entire series. Like... (laughs) It's never been done before, you know. Um, as much as I don't like LeBron James either, and I was saying I don't like him, I just don't like. Him, I mean, I'm just not a fan of LeBron James. Um, the media has a weird way of turning me on different people, and like I, I started out not liking him, then I kind of liked him a little bit, and now I'm starting to kind of like him again. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think he he deserves every bit of praise that he gets in regards to what just happened in the NBA Finals because I know some people say, well, Kyrie should have got MVP. He hit the biggest nah. shot. He did that. He did this. I mean, what LeBron James did on every play, hands, you know. Um, defensively. Defensively. You know, he started out the four, the first quarter in game seven pretty bad. I mean, yeah. he had like four, yeah. three or four turnovers that were just like, I was like, oh, man, here we go again. If Golden State gets out to a lead, you know, LeBron's legacy is, you know, and he just turned around and – And he turned it on, man. It was impressive to watch. Yeah.
0: So I picked the Warriors in seven. Or not. I took the Warriors in six, actually. Mm -hmm. I thought that they had the two greatest shooters of all time. I still think they have the two greatest jump shooters of all time in Curry and Clay. Um, I thought that – I thought Cleveland would play well defensively. I just thought that kind of like in games one and two where, like, in the third quarter, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, in the same – in the fourth quarter of game two where they just kind of went on the spurt, Mm -hmm. that they would – Golden State would have enough of those spurts To to put the game in jeopardy uh, for them, but I said if there's a way that the Cavs can win is that if they can make sure the three point disparity was not outrageous like it was in OKC. And the homie Cotton hit us up in the group text and said this this looks like a lot. This game seven looks a lot doesn't look like anything that we've seen the last two games. I said well it kind of looks like game five Mm because game five Golden State was hot from three in the first half, Mm -hmm. couldn't buy a shot in the second half from three uh 10 to 1 advantage in threes in the first half 5 to 5 in the second half um and uh, i think it was Jalen Rose who said during halftime that Golden State was or not Golden State Cleveland was beating them from two point range they were losing from three they closed that gap yeah. beat them from two point range and again like Kyrie um i have he said that mamba mentality and you look at his shot making ability like the joints, the layups he was hitting, like, his layup package in 2K has got to be <laughs> ridiculous in, the, in this next joint. Like, it's got to be ridiculous because he's hitting layups off the wrong yeah. foot. He's flipping them up over his head. He's
1: taking Fade the away. contact. I mean, he's coming in the paint fadeaways. It was, it was impressive. Like I said, I mean, it was, it was a thing of beauty to watch. Um, yeah. And
0: keep it funky, Steph Curry got outplayed two series in a row. In a row, yep. Russell outplayed him in the conference finals. Kyrie beat him like a dog. In the championship, um, yep. so let me ask you this: Do you consider this season a failure for Golden State
1: since they seventy three and nine? Yeah, I think so. I think you have to. I mean, I think you're seventy three and nine. I'll put it this way: I think because you were up three one in the NBA Finals and you lost it, that it's a failure. Um, I don't know if it would have just been a back and forth, you know, like. Uh, Haymaker after Haymaker, game 1 1, 2 2, 3 3, 4 4, just an onslaught. But to be up 3 1, and then to just choke like that, I think it's got to be considered a failure. I I know everything's hypothetical. Everything's, uh, you know, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, it'd be Christmas all year long, right? But um, I've never heard that before. That's the first time I've um, ever heard <laughs> Bogut being out and Draymond Green being suspended, I don't think it ends up the same, uh, especially Bogut. Honestly, the Draymond Green thing—I don't know, but I think that the—I mean, even Kevin Love showed up big, offensive rebound wise, rebound wise in Game Seven. And he was—I mean, he was a non-factor the whole entire yeah. series. You know, shout out to him on that defense on that last play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, but yeah, I still do. I just still do consider it a failure. I mean, you can't. I mean, I, you consider the Patriots losing a Super Bowl a failure, of course. Um, now, granted, the Patriots didn't play up. Team as formidable as the Cavs would yeah. be considered um, right now, but um, at least you can say you lost to the best player uh, on earth right now. I mean, I think that's I think it's un- Steph Curry might be the MVP this year, but I think that we, we know that this is LeBron James's league. This is LeBron James's um, you know generation right now, and and I don't see anybody do anything with that for a while. Yeah, and shout and shout
0: out to LeBron passive aggressively uh rocking the Kermit. Oh, that was awesome. The Kermit with the T with the Ultimate with the Warrior shirt. Ultimate sure. Warrior. Um wearing the all black which was was his idea, the Undertaker. The Undertaker uniform or the Undertaker music they played during game 6 um during warm-ups. So shout out to him, man,
2: like yeah. Can I I just want to ask a quick question. Um in your opinion, which Action was more egregious in game six, I believe. Uh, Steph throwing his mouthpiece or LeBron tattling on Steph when when, uh, when he got started going off or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you mean like the look he gave the ref when he like walked by? Steph was, he looked like. like, Steph was stay, like, hey, hey, he's, <laughs> he's acting up, guy. Are you going to call this? Well,
0: yeah. um, the more egregious act was Steph throwing yeah. the mouthpiece. He was getting tossed. He was getting tossed. He was getting tossed just by throwing the mouthpiece um, and then, you know, cussing at him, uh, which shout out to all the Christians who fainted on sight when they realized that Steph was not um, reciting Philippians 4.13 right. to the referee <laughs> uh, when he tossed him from that the That F word was not father. It, right. was, not it, was, not it was not forgiveness. <laughs> <It> was not <laughs> right, you know. Um,
1: um yeah i mean I, and honestly it happened so quick i know we get to see the memes and we get to see the little the, the little vine videos and different things like that but it happened so quick like i don't look, consider it like a tattling you know he just kinda i like just it. considered it like a, he's just like are look you serious Look at this, guy. Look like, at this really? guy. really um mm-hmm. but um shout out to a fan that took the mouthpiece to the face i watched that video over and over and over and it was just hilarious because the fan was like waving his finger at him, you know, the Matumbo finger, and the next thing you know, boom, <laughs> right in the face of the mouthpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this though. I thought so. Which do
0: you think was more disrespectful? What Draymond did or Clay saying? Well, I guess we heard his feelings. Because to me, that was a pass aggressive way of saying that you were a, you know, yeah, a female. You know what? Yeah. Um,
1: I think I think definitely Clay. I mean, I think Draymond's in the game. You know, when words, are, when words are thrown back and forth in the game in the heat of the moment, you're talking trash and everything, you know, it's one thing. But Clay you know, comes to the stand and then, like, they basically premeditatedly come up with the answer of I'm just going to rub him the wrong way like this. It's just like, man, that, you really thought about that, like, while you were you getting re- ready to approach the stand. <laughs>
0: Bro, so, like, I've been reading quotes from them throughout the season. They were – now, I love their arrogance. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind Steph. Taking shots and shimming in front of people, all the trash they talk. I don't mind that. But, 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 they talk so much junk. And when you talk so much trash and you don't finish it
1: out, it comes back to heart. Yep, job. it sure does. So. It sure does. And, um, <clears throat> I was, I was very impressed with Draymond Green's game seven. I thought he came ready to killed. play. He killed. Um, I like, I'm not an Izzo fan. I'm not a Michigan State fan. I wasn't a Draymond Green fan at all in college. But, um, yeah, I mean I've I've enjoyed watching him play in the NBA. So,
0: so spin it for. Um well one last thing I want to say about the Warriors. I love watching the Warriors play. Um their fans are super sensitive, especially certain Christians when you talk about Steph and criticize his oh, game. Oh gosh. Y'all gotta chill out, man. Y'all gots to chill. Um that's number one. Number two, a couple of things that I wanna see them improve on for next year are things that they should and you can chime in mm-hmm. your thoughts on both teams on how they can improve. Um, and I do have a question about the Cavs, too. Mm-hmm. One, I want the Warriors to see if they can find a, a versatile, because they're all about versatility, find a versatile inside presence that can they can post up. Right. Because I feel like that was the one thing they needed in Game 7 uh, was someone they could kick the ball into and say, okay. Someone like Dirk Winsky Nah, they don't need Dirk. <laughs> they don't need Dirk because ver- he doesn't fit that athletic, versatile <laughs> mode that they're looking for. But someone that they can kick the ball into who can – get in the post and maybe make the defense collapse. That's and then yeah. with all their cutting action with their shooters, right. they can find somebody um, and cut down on the turnovers, man. Oh, like, my gosh. What makes you laugh makes you cry. So with oh the Warriors, because they're so flashy and they're so arrogant, like we overlooked the entire season that they were careless with the basketball, and it really got exposed in the OKC series, and it got out of hand uh, during the uh, – it got out of hand in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we'll get to that. We'll get mm-hmm. to that. So the homie Trent is pro- doing some producing for us. Yeah. So, so um, so I want to see them do that. Um, to kind of go, we're going to hit that road
1: before we hit the Cavs. I don't think they need to blow it up. I under also, no, 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 no. I don't think they need to blow it up. I think they need to re- resign Leandro Barbosa though. I think I know he's he's a unrestricted free agent. That's the one that I think you need to. Ver can go, matter of fact, Verez can just just Get retire flop out of here,, um, he can just retire sidehow flop out of here um, man. I think it's hilarious that he played thirty one games with each team and he got a ring, regardless, so um, I was kind of hoping to see him out there with a hat on and a shirt <laughs> thought it would be too that would funny. be hilarious like um, if he like emerged like he was the mole, yeah. Um, but no, I don't think they need to blow it up in any- either. Um, I think that like, I think you're exactly right. I mean, you have to have somebody that you can feed the post. There can be a collapse and you can get it back out. Um, because in this day and age, like, like Steve Kerr said, they're grabbing on your Jersey off of screens. They're coming up over screens and, um, in college, uh, you know, not everybody runs backdoor cuts like you know Syracuse or what's the Ivy League team you know and Princeton, so Princeton, Princeton offense and yeah. so you just you don't see it that often you know orchestrated like backdoor offense that can it could alleviate that so I think you definitely need something to where you could feed it down there I mean because. Azili was atrocious. They're I mean pitch. offensively those they're just bad, you know, they're yeah. just bad and
0: they were and they were bad defensively too. Yeah. Um LeBron looked to isolate both of them. I, him and Kyrie looked to isolate both of them in pick and roll situations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um it, well, but but at the same time Tristan Thompson doesn't make you think I'm going to shoot, you know, but his energy on the offensive glass I think just sets him apart.
0: So. And to me that was one of the major uh, strategic mis- mistakes that Steve Kerr made. Was he stuck I understood that he Tristan was killing them on the glass. Kevin was killing them on the glass, and he had to feel like he had to get some bigs in there. But they brought nothing offensively and defensively. They couldn't keep him off the board, so mm-hmm. they might as well have just gone with the smaller lineup.
1: Yeah. But um, back to the turnovers, man. Those are, I mean, that Curry those one, are Oh my god. The one with man, the behind the to, back. Yeah. He, he's, there's this guy I know that always tries to go behind his back in like intramural league play, right? And that, so like yeah. he's like in full, like, and yeah. he just falls over most of the time and turns it over. But yeah, I, like, I yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, that <laughs> guy. It's just like, like, yeah. It was. I mean, it was just some stuff that I would do, honestly, on the basketball court. And uh, every time I watch it, I'm like, really, you're a professional. Not only are you a professional, you are the MVP. Like, they got. They got what but, are you out yeah, here doing? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Especially in a game that
0: tight, you gotta mm-hmm. treasure the basketball. The lasting image from that game, and then we'll jump to the the mm-hmm. question that was posed. Um, the lasting image from that game was we talk about the Warriors and how much they move the ball how much, you know, they're passing, they're cutting, and you watch that final play where Steph is being deed up by Kevin Love and there's no movement. They're all watching him. Uh, there's no, I mean, literally everyone is a, is on, right. above the three-point
1: line and watching him go one-on-one. So, to me, like, when it, when it that got. That whole last two minutes was nothing but one-on-one basketball. Uh, even when Kyrie got the ball, like, on both ends of it, it just became street ball, really. It was like, okay, let's see what MVP is going to hit a shot. Or let's see what, you know, all-star player is going to hit a shot. And, like, from both ends, you didn't see. I mean, it was like whoever gets the two buckets in this last two 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 and a half minutes wins. Last shot wins. Yeah. yeah last shot wins. So,
0: that's going to be the lasting image for me that the Warriors, like, mentally just kind of froze up at the yeah. end taking bad shots. That one step jumper that he shot uh, near the end where it just missed everything. Yeah. Um. But, real quick, Trent asks, is Kevin Durant to Golden State even possible? It is possible. Now, mm-hmm. they would have to not re-sign Harrison Barnes, but. Is it possible? Should they do it? Should he? Well, let, let me flip that. Should he do it? Golden yeah.
1: State. If if Kevin says I
0: want to play there,
1: Golden, Golden State's going to make it, it happen. Yeah. So should Kevin do it? Um, you know, man, I really don't know. I don't know if Kevin. If Kev, does Kevin making this decision to team up with Golden State is it the same as LeBron making the decision to team up with Wade and Bosh? Absolutely. Is it because it? It's superstars. Do you think that Kevin could get a championship without other superstars as easy as LeBron could get a championship without other superstars? I mean, does Kevin need it? I feel like LeBron didn't necessarily need it as much. I feel like LeBron could still, you know, orchestrate a championship without having to team up with with those kind of players. I don't think so.
0: I don't think LeBron could have because if you remember when he made the decision to go to Miami, he tried to get Chris Bosh to come to Cleveland. Chris Bosh said no. Um, and so, at that point, he realized, well, my only option was was to kind of do what th- the rumor is that him, Wade, and Bosch uh, during the 08 Olympics, Olympics, I think, said that they were going to come together and form a team. Yeah. So, it is the same thing. Um, he wants a ring, and we had this argument today where, you know, where I asked Shock like, so if Kevin Durant goes to Golden State. Are you going to give him grief like you gave LeBron? He goes, no, it's not the same thing. It is exactly the same thing.
1: I mean, yeah. I just feel like the Kevin Durant is overshadowed by the superstars right now to where it doesn't have that many implications as what LeBron did because LeBron was the best player in the NBA at that time who was leaving his hometown. Kevin Durant's not from Oklahoma City, from what I understand, and from D.C. You know, so, um, yeah, it's quite possible. And if if he goes there, I don't know, does that – I don't know that that automatically guarantees a championship next year. I still think, like what you said, they got to have somebody down there on yeah, the boards. Yeah. You know, if you told me Boogie Cousins was going to Golden State, you know, or something like that, like, I feel like that that – You want to talk about arrogant. Okay, arrogant. Arrogant. Wow. Yeah, if <laughs> he fit the bill right. <laughs> arrogant <laughs> you know? and with an attitude. Yeah. A
0: bad attitude. Yeah, but, I mean, I it I don't. It wouldn't guarantee them a championship, but if you're telling me at crunch time they're rather not a lineup of, say, Steph, Clay – KD, Draymond, and you pick whoever, Iggy. You throw whatever other, you know, two, three guard you want out there, man. Like, <laughs> that, man, that is a formidable line. I don't right. care who you are. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, To have – you would have two MVPs on the squad. You would have two possibly Hall of Famers. Yeah. And Steph and KD on the squad. And then one of the top three best shooters in the league with Clay one of the most versatile defenders and then you you throw maybe Iggy in there as another defender, like that would be wild. But here's the thing like that gets me about that, that whole discussion we had is like, let's just say you, let's use battle rap, right? Mm -hmm. So you've had, obviously you've had some connections with the major battle, Mm -hmm. battle leagues, but let's just say, for example, you know, you're doing your thing, you're getting your views, your, your name is up and you are, you are L smack, whoever comes up and says, yo, I don't want. I'm taking you straight to Nome, right? You know what I'm saying. I'm taking you straight to summer madness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. I'm taking you straight to the main stage. No PGs for you. We're going to the big leagues, like. Or you have the connects who says, "Well, the connects we got, you know, just kind of these local battles yeah. for you." You're going to tell me what well, I'm local to the connects. Right. And look, the connects are your boys. Like, right. Like right. straight up. But I at mean, the end like, of the day, I mean, come on. You got to do what's best for your right. career. Exactly. Like the, it kills me that we look at what LeBron did and goes, oh, man, well, he's weak for going to get a, to get to chase the, the highest of his profession. He's right. He's weak for that. Or KD is weak for chasing
1: his dream of being a champion like I don't think I ever had a huge problem. I mean, we. I think there's there's the way had a problem at, with the way it went down, and the people had a problem with, yeah. But exactly. I mean, it, come on. I mean, if you're a com- competitor in any sport, I mean, you will sit there and tell yourself, I will do anything for a championship. You know? Anything. I will do anything for a championship, you know, to experience that. And, and who wants to be, you know uh, – Charles Barkley, that can sit there and say that I right. never had experience that right. I don't know what it feels like to be a champion. Because I always sit back and be like, "Dang, you know what? I could have joined with Hakeem Olajuwon, <laughs> I could have went and, you know, I could have done all this and got my championship." But no, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. blame, I wouldn't blame Durant at all. You know, shout out to Durant. Durant is a huge Battle Rap fan. Tweets Yo, all I the times. He's a huge fan of Tsunami Surf. They actually hang out a lot. Okay, um, and uh, so he's a big, big Battle Rap fan. But yo, let me so I'll
0: ask y'all, y'all can hit us up again, Facebook.com, A one the L P, uh, Twitter.com, if you could have the career, let's if you could have the career of LeBron James, or if you could have the career of, say, Paul Pierce, mm-hmm. one he's one and one the finals, one championship. Like, who would you take? Like, to me, the answer to that question, even if LeBron had lost, so let's just say hypothetically he lost, he's now two and five in finals. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be LeBron or Tracy McGrady? Right. Of course. Right, right. Would you rather right. be LeBron or even Paul Pierce? I mean, like, it's not – to me, it's not a discussion. Not that um, this would
1: happen, but do, don't you also think that it has to do with the market of where they're going from and what they're going to? No. You know, if you flip that and you say LeBron's not winning in Miami or L.A. and he wants to go home to Cleveland to join with a couple other guys and bring Cleveland their first championship in 50 years, does it look better because he's he's going to a smaller market? I mean – so, we had the same thing with Kevin Durant, too. He's in Oklahoma City. You know, he's big into funding, you know, the tornado stuff that happened when in uh, more Oklahoma. He's got this name. He's kind of a hometown, homely kind of guy. He played at Texas. He's familiar with the area. You know, and then it's like, let's run off to Cali. You know, kind of like LeBron ran off to Florida. Or you run off to New York or Boston. You know, does, does the market itself bear any kind of uh, effect on what, on what people think of them?
0: Nah, I don't think so. Um, I think the way LeBron left. So, like, if, if KD kind of put out a press release, like, yo, after praying about it, talking with my advisors, talking with family, I decided that I'm going to sign with X squad. That's not Oklahoma City. It's news, but it's not. The, you can't discount also the fact that LeBron was leaving Cleveland. Yeah. His hometown, um, quote unquote, obviously he's from Akron. But he's leaving, you know, this, this place at Star for a championship um that you know that put all their hopes on his back. Um the homie Reese I got, you know, trying to get my weight up. Yeah, you know what so I'm saying? I go got the city on my back. Yeah. You know, he's he had all of that. So it won't be the same because like you said, Kevin's not from Oklahoma City. Yeah. Even though he will be going to a just about any other market is going to be larger than Oklahoma City. It won't be the same thing. Um, homie Trent asks, what does that mean for, for Westbrook if KD left? I think Westbrook is out of there if he yeah. left. Man, that's, to me, that's the easy answer to that question if he leaves. Um, last thing, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Cleveland, do you trade Kevin Love?
1: I mean, I think that the city's already written him off.
0: Even though, but even though that performance in Game Seven, like he nine
1: and twelve. I mean, I don't know that that. I mean, yeah, it's a good twelve rebounds, but I don't know that he was spectacular.
0: I mean, he wasn't spectacular, but
1: he was a different player, energy wise. I mean, I mean, nine and twelve was
0: a lot. He just more productive. missed open
1: shot. I mean, he just. I mean, I don't know. You know, I I don't know. Can you imagine if they had Wiggins in that game? So as much. So again, I am.
0: I defend LeBron because people are inconsistent with him. So when he does something great, we move the goalpost and say, "Well, you haven't done this, mm-hmm. you know." But to me, I will never get over. It. Even though he went, he might. They might keep Kevin Love. They might threepeat. Right. But he should have. They should. They he should not got, have traded. Never made that trade. Yeah. Because yeah. Wiggins, I think they would have. They would have probably won
1: that in six if they would have had him. Mm-hmm. Um, there. Side defense. note: I thought the move to put uh, Mo Williams at backup point guard those last. The last is it game six? That they took out Dela Dova, I actually thought that was a good a good move as well.
0: Yeah, because Dela doesn't give you anything offensively. Every time he comes off the pick and roll, he's looking to throw the lob. Mm-hmm. And so if
1: you say, okay, we don't want to take the lob away, shoot the floater. <laughs> Curry made a great defensive play on that uh, J.R. Uh, J. Smith lob in game seven. Hey. I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was pretty uh, – after game six, because that, that lob in game six was a
0: thing of beauty. It was <laughs> nice, yeah, and he picked out – he played him. But, yeah, but I, I do agree with that. I think, uh, obviously uh, – Tyron Lue, shout-out to him. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Mexico, Missouri. Right, you know, right. You know, He ain't want to shout-out Raytown no. or like that. <laughs> but shout-out to him. Uh, he's got a name on a street in Mexico, Missouri. I don't think he's got one. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he's overall. <laughs> he probably have one now. In Sterling, Sterling Avenue will be changed to uh a. <laughs>
0: but, um, but him inserting Richard Jefferson I thought was pretty dope. Um, but as far as Kevin Love, I don't think you I don't think trade him just because no one saw the Warriors coming. Mm-hmm. So there's literally one team in the league where Kevin Love we know is a matchup is not, you know right. styles you know talk about boxing styles makes fights it's a terrible matchup yeah. for him. Um, so I think if they face the Spurs, he's more effective. If they face Oklahoma City, he's more effective. Even the Clippers, right? Yeah. So I would not trade him um, unless you know you're going to get back a versatile three and D guy because right. Richard Jefferson said he's retiring. Um, I don't know if they'll bring back Shumpert. I think they'll bring back J.R. Smith, especially now that he's being repped by LeBron's his uh Maverick Carter's agency. Mm. So that's the homeboy hookup, homeboy discount. You sign with me, I'll probably take care right. of you. That got Tristan paid. is going gonna get paid. Um, yeah.
1: So, um but yeah, man, but anything else you wanna nah, hit up? man, I uh it's a pretty good pretty good session, man. It's just like I said, it's good to be back. It's good to talk about the finals, a lot of stuff going on. Um Shout out to Trent for being back. We appreciate him. We appreciate his hospitality. Yeah, but we're going we're um, gonna, to
0: gonna have him fire up the mic, too, and get on because he's a pretty funny
1: dude. Yeah, um, he's hilarious. Only yeah. like like three days a week. Like You have to give him like three days a week. But he's now got his LDC or DLC or – CDL. CDL. He said
0: LDC. I don't know what that yeah. means. Um, LDC. <laughs>
1: his little driving capabilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but shout out to them. <laughs> um and uh yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 good to be back. It's good to be back and um hopefully we can get this going more often and get ready for fantasy football, get ready for college football. You guys know how hard it is for me to stay here for an hour and not talk about college football. Yo, are we still going there? Are we still going in? Uh, I'm I'm down. Yeah. All right, all right. So yeah, we're talking I just about got this little bonus. At first you scared me a little bit with with how much the ticket price was. Yeah, they're down I didn't respond to your text message. <laughs> yeah, they're down, down to 219. <laughs> I just got this little bonus, and I said, you know what? Ah, let's splurge. <laughs>
0: so we're taking a trip to – I'm a Notre Dame fan. Yep. We're taking a trip to Austin, Texas. They take on Texas to open up the season. Yep. Sunday night football, September yeah. 4th and so. um, If everything lines up. You know, I still got some things to take care of yep. time-wise. But if everything lines up, we'll be heading down there for my birthday, too. That's us be dope. Um, headed down to Austin, Texas to watch yep. them
1: play. So, um, yo, if I'm you're in the Austin uh, area. I'm in Pittsburgh next month for my next battle, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yo, yeah, word. So, August 19th. Who's That's that? Who's Against fun. who? This is actually a slap battle. If you've seen any of them, basically, it's a Christian organization that puts on battles that are concept battles. Uh-huh. Um, so, you battle, I'll be the topic of giving up. And I'll be battling the topic of holding on. That's um, not
0: fair. They should have gave you the one that's gonna win. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: <laughs> giving like giving up
0: can be Campino has
1: done home them. Home. Um this um, Sh- Street Hymns will be doing this one as well. But it's that's uh what's up. it's uh so it's kinda like a um a cool little experience, you know. So um I, I rock with uh Evan, the guy named Three P F D, who's who's the owner of the league and they've had a lot of uh a good good little like you know situation there so he reached out to me so that'll be my next battle and then after that we're gonna put our money where our mouth is and go to king of the dots so that'll be fun That's what's a lot up. of traveling coming up man
0: that's what's up so so yeah man um until next time like i said you can listen to the show soundcloud.com slash a1 the lp that's mm-hmm. a1 the lp all letters
1: um, Twitter dot com a one
0: the lp. What's your Twitter?
1: I am a Ward. He's so Hollywood, probably now, so switched, he has to change. Yeah. 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 So also I a Ward dot com. You can go get t shirts. Website. I'm Team Die Daily now. Uh, a lot of stuff has changed in the last eight months. Hollywood. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, go 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 support and just keep up with me. Uh, but yeah, I am a Ward. Just not on every out, uh, media outlet. So uh, yeah, buy a t shirt, please. Uh, the funds go directly to the. Um, my bank account. <laughs> so, I uh, <laughs> appreciate y'all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, like I said, once again, it, it's been good.
0: All right, cool. So, until next time, um, we'll try to do this next week around this same time. Maybe, Sounds good to me. Maybe, maybe a little bit earlier. Maybe. I don't know. But we'll see. But until next time, y'all, it's been a black and white thing. Holla at y'all, man. Deuces.